0: Welcome to Hello Church, this is episode 52 and I am Wade Bearden.
1: And I'm Justin Trapp, and hey, we have a year's worth. You can listen to Hella Church every week. Every week for already. a year. For a year. 52 episodes. Man, hey. we could quit right now, and there'd be enough content for the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> there you go. We're going to be talking about a couple different ways you can get people to come back to your church after Easter. Easter is this, it's a huge Sunday, but oftentimes we get to Easter, and we're like, okay, I did it. And we put all of our time all of our eggs in one basket see what you did there. there it is There man and we don't really think about holistically what that means for our church we want to get people to come not just on Easter we want to get them involved in our community and be discipled so we're going to give you some ideas on on really kind of help how to help people take that next step
1: yeah I, I'll say when I was new in the ministry I was at my first ministry position I've been there a few years and in our particular denomination after easter sunday they would have something called district council where it all you know, hundreds of churches in this district would come together and mm-hmm. essentially golf all week you know they'd yeah. have meetings and church services in the evening handle business uh, but during the day it was a lot of lunches it was a lot of golfing and i remember thinking like guys this is the week after easter like the like Easter Sunday it shouldn't be the final destination Mm. it's meant to be a bridge right to your church or something new for a lot of people and and everyone's going on vacation Mm -hmm. like like we've done it we've arrived we we hit Mount Everest yeah uh, this year and you know let's let's go play golf the rest of the week
0: (laughs) well it is funny we we released at ministry pass this lectionary calendar that really kind of works through the church holidays and for more liturgical churches, Easter begins on Easter Sunday, but it keeps going. Yeah. Like we we take time to hey, like this is great. Like why why stop with one service and be like, okay, we did it. We celebrated Jesus' resurrection next year. But it really takes time to dig into that and to help people to understand that. And we wanna help get your people back to church that next week because we want them to be discipled. And so here are some ideas. We've put together some ideas that we think could be helpful for you.
1: Yeah, so one of the things you gotta do is you gotta change your mentality. Like we've just been talking, like Easter Sunday isn't the end game. It's, you know, we're playing the long game here. And so as you're planning Easter as you're preparing, as you're coordinating with volunteers, what I'd like to suggest we do is we, you know, Easter, you could literally not mention Easter Sunday from now until Easter, and you'd still see a big bump in your attendance. Like you could do nothing. So it's already an, an easy win. And a lot of times I think what we do is we focus so much on Easter that we forsake the week after. And so what I like to suggest that we do as churches is that we take, half of our time, half of our energy, half of our resources, meetings, coordination about Easter Sunday, and we put that towards the following Sunday. Make that Sunday just as good. Make it just as special. Make it just as unique and intentional as you are your Easter Sunday. And when you begin to do that, that that can begin to open up uh, opportunities for for Easter Sunday to be a giant uh, evangelism tool for you for your church, a bridge, like I said, a bridge, not a final destination mm-hmm. to where Easter connects them to what god's do already doing at your church every week, yeah,
0: well, and even to take that like you know a little bit deeper, we're talking about fifty percent uh fifty percent of the time and effort you put into getting people there, um you should spend fifty uh, you know the other fifty percent trying to help people get connected. And so not getting people just there, but also helping them to feel like, hey, this is a place where you're loved, you're cared for, we want to be a part of your lives. And usually follow up is kind of this uh, afterthought where it's like, okay, well, we'll get them to fill out a card, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of it. Like, what? how can we get them to fill out a card and... And and yet we're doing Facebook ads beforehand, and we're saying, you know, making this this huge event. What can we do to help people know like this is a
1: place where where you belong, and we want you to be here next week? One of the things that uh, would be good for you is to, to for people to feel like they've connected with you personally. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you shake everyone's hand or you're able to shake everyone's mm-hmm. hand that walks through the door, but that you are able to connect with people on a personal level. And so I love what the rocket company several years ago had. Uh, produced a study or published a study where they said it was something like 93 percent of people will decide whether they're going to come back based on the preaching or the the pastor essentially Mm -hmm. and one of the things you can do as a pastor on Easter Sunday I I know you're going to preach the Easter message but one of the things that you can do to really feel like people can personally connect with you is for you to share a not just personal illustrations or personal stories but really share kind of the heartbeat of the church why you why you began some of these, these vision things you've been sharing for years and years and years but for someone that's new on easter they they don't know the backstory and so if you could take a little bit of time during your service perhaps in the beginning of your easter sermon and say hey i know several of you are new here let me just share for a few moments how this began mm-hmm. and, and and god had called me when i was you know xyz and we didn't know what we were gonna do. My wife and I, we had uh, our first uh, baby had just been born. And here we are in our community that you're a part of. And we felt like God was doing something. So share something personal so that they can feel like they can connect with you personally. Now it would be great if you could shake everyone's hand oh, and, yeah. and get their name, oh, yeah. of course. but depending on the church size and, and, and all of those uh, dynamics, you may not be able to, but it is important that when they leave, they feel like they have connected with the pastor or pastors personally in, in a personal, emotional way. That goes a long way because yeah. if they're deciding whether they come back based upon you, they need to feel like you know they kind of know you in a way.
0: Yeah, There's something that our church did. Uh, I was, for a little while, I was on the greeting team. I don't know how I got on the greeting team. You know when you're at churches, sometimes man. you just find yourself a part of teams and you're yeah, like, okay, man. I'm volunteering. <laughs> now somebody put me on the greeting team. But it's kind Somewhere of, someone
1: <laughs> said, Wade has a good smile. Let's throw him That's at the front it. door.
0: <laughs> well, here, here's what's kind of fascinating is they didn't put me at the front door. They had greeters up there, but they had these like, uh, they're like four-year people. I don't know what they called, but they said, hey, we just want you to be in the foyer and just walk around and just kind of like talk to people and get to know them. So when you, when someone comes in the door, usually the greeter can say hello, how's it going, what's your name, but that's really kind of it. And so at first I was like, this is kind of odd, but I, I I love the idea where you just kind of you're training people to just go and maybe spend five minutes talking to a family. So find ways for you to connect with people, whether you're shaking their hand, you're sharing your story, the church's story from the stage. Or you're getting creators to connect with individuals. And I think that's really important. The next thing, we were talking about this. uh, People will uh, choose a church based on how connected maybe their children feel, how welcomed their children feel, how safe they feel dropping their children off. Or uh, maybe they're looking for a place where their teenagers can connect with other Christians, and grow. And so what I would encourage you to do, this is the third point, would be to find a way to showcase your children's and youth ministry on Easter Sunday. The children's ministry is a little bit easier because people are dropping their kids off. Uh, You definitely have an opportunity to make that an easy process, to display how safe the environment is. That's very important to give children handouts that they can show to their parents to let them know like this is a place where we're teaching them the gospel. When it comes to youth, it might be good to show a video about the youth group or maybe have students involved in the service and to point out their involvement or to have them in an announcement video. So parents can say, oh, well, I'm, I'm looking for a place for my teenagers. My, my teenagers wanna get connected. This seems like a really welcoming place for them Let's bring them back for the youth service. So find a way to showcase those programs. We do it a lot of times with children. I think we should do it with youth too.
1: Yeah, just show what God is doing in the youth ministry and children's ministry Mm -hmm. at your church. And a lot of times too, they're dropping their kids off but they're not necessarily seeing the environment that their kids are in. It doesn't have to be a long video. Uh, I know, Pastor. You're thinking every every video cuts into my sermon. Uh, it could be a, a minute, half long video, right? That just mm-hmm. kind of highlights the workers and 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 it, those environments. I had this, had this
0: idea once, and I don't know how feasible it is, but during Easter service or even just during your normal service, it, we're doing a lot more streaming. So maybe it's more possible. But to say, hey, we're actually going to cut to a live. To, to a live footage of the children's Sounds like apartment. a terrible idea. <laughs> and just have like a shot of the, of the person kind of teaching just to show, hey, here's like a minute of teaching. Now, it could go bad because the kids could be out of control. Yeah. But at the same time, it could be like they're doing their, you know, they're singing yeah. their songs and things yeah. like that. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like we get to see, like we could see what's going on like right now.
1: So I don't know. Take that idea with caution. is just something that I thought of. I was like, oh, I'd be kind of creative. No, that would be good. Uh, speaking of videos, and I mentioned sh- doing a highlight video or uh, like a showcase video for your youth and kids, but another thing that you could do. Uh, in marketing, we call this social proof, right? So you can say, hey, we're wanting to sell this. Here are the benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be a part of our membership program, whatever. But when you involve social proof, you basically show what other people are saying about Mm -hmm. your product or your service. And social proof is very powerful because it's not, you know, it's just like a review on Yelp or something, right? That's social proof when people are Mm -hmm. leaving reviews and comments. The same is true for your church. If there's a couple, right, or a person that uh, God has transformed their life or God is doing things in their lives and it's been tangible and, and you've been able to see it and witness it as a body over a year or a few years or a few months even uh, it's important to share those stories because a lot of times those stories don't get shared and if you're able to create a, you we would call it like a testimony a video but but really what it's doing is it's social proof it's it's showing someone that's new they're like hey I'm like this couple. Like the, 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 this. Uh, like I went to a Easter service. Me personally, and there was a guy there. He's actually the children's pastor there at the church. But he shared his story of of addiction. He had substance abuse early on in his life, and uh, this was before he he knew God and and he got saved and God delivered him from that and he was able to overcome that. Now he has a family and he's a children's pastor. There's so many things in his story that people can relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you you didn't grow up in church and you've struggled with substance abuse. All of the sudden, the service becomes so much more personal and you connect with it. I think anytime you have a testimony video where you're highlighting a couple, maybe they were going through some marriage issues and they were on the brink of divorce and... um, Uh, you know, they came to your church and got plugged in and, and, and started going through counseling and joined a small group. And now, you know, their marriage is better than it's ever been. There's so many people that are going to, to grab hold of that story and it's going to be kind of their own story or could be their own story as they watch that video, Having these types of moments in your service is super important because it's not just the pastor preaching, it's other human beings saying, Hey, look what God has done in my life. I'm like you, and He has transformed my life, and He can transform your life too. And I think having these videos really is going to go a long way in helping people connect again and want to come back because it's not just, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, we went to our annual Easter sermon and the preacher preached. Uh, There's something different, and there's something tangible and sticky about it in a way yeah
0: yeah and i think that's i think it's very uh i think it's very important and i think there are a lot of stories in your church that you could you could shoot that you could collect and uh, they're there the next point we want to make is um utilizing maybe a, a teaching a sermon series to help bring people back and when we watch television shows, uh, the thing that keeps us watching, I was watching WandaVision recently, and it always ended on this, this cliffhanger, and you, you want to watch more, you want to watch more, and I think that's something very important when it comes to talking about our sermon series, letting people know that the Bible is relevant for their life, and I, that's so important. If you get up on Easter Sunday and you say, "Hey, next week we're going to start a new series called
1: 'I'm a Fruit of the Spirit,'
0: yeah, or or reignite or whatever," it's like, I don't, I don't care. But Who's going to come <laughs> back?
1: Be honest with yourself.
0: <laughs> but but if you say, "Hey, we're going to talk about this thing called the Fruit of the Spirit," and um, it's it's really about living out the call of God. There are a lot of hypocrites, and, and you could talk about that. Maybe you've experienced a hypocrite in church. And that's hurt you. We went, find a felt need. Some churches, most churches start a new series after Easter Sunday. We've heard of other churches who will start a new series on Easter yep. Sunday. I'm not really sure the best practice on that. I just think you really need to say, hey, the Bible speaks to you. And we're going to be talking about this topic. And you
1: really, I think it's going to be really helpful for you to hear it. And so well, you need tension back. You need to create that tension. Yeah, you don't want to give away... The the next episode essentially like One Division mm-hmm. or any other good TV show that you've watched they leave it on the cliffhanger so to speak I remember, I know it's not like super popular now but in like you know the nineties late eighties it would be like to be continued yeah yeah they don't really do that now uh, sort of unspoken but essentially that's what you're wanting to do with your sermon create build tension if you're talking about if you're gonna do a sermon on uh, a series on the fruits of the spirit like Wade it said. Uh, you could lean into that. But, uh, you know, um, peace, right? Uh, talk about, hey, th- this year has been a, a crazy year. Have you, have you struggled to find peace? Have you struggled to fall asleep at night? Have you had just wrecked with anxiety as you're driving to work? Next week, we're going to be talking about what God's word says about these issues and how you don't have to be burdened with some of the anxieties of this world. You don't have to stay awake at night worried. You can actually have peace. I'm going to share some things that Mm. are really going to help you. Next mm-hmm. week, so that's something you've struggled with. Make sure you're you're, you're apart next week because I think it's going to really help you. Mm-hmm. So I haven't given away anything, mm-hmm. but you've really ratcheted up the drama, so to speak. Yeah, uh, and that's what you need to do. Don't don't resolve anything. You got to build the tension to be continued.
0: Well, and you look at you look at the words of Jesus, and, and Jesus as he would ask questions and he would make statements. He didn't always give everything away immediately. He would help right. people and push people to ponder his words totally and to unravel his words and um you know letting the bible kind of speak for itself i think it's so important the next thing we have on our list it feels uh something you know you probably already thought of and hopefully you're continuing to do but but sometimes we, we do kind of miss it is prayer yeah. uh, taking time to pray with other people and to pray about people coming back and just really pray that god would move in the service and we have these big plans for easter and i think a lot of times we just we focus a lot on the polish and uh, we want the technical proficiency to be there. Yeah, But um, it's nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to be praying that God would move in people's hearts. That's what we really want. We want God to move in people's hearts and compel them not to just commit their lives to Jesus on Resurrection Sunday or, or begin that process, but also to come back the next week and to be a part of this community, to be a disciple of Jesus. And so really just take time, form teams, and pray about it. Uh, pray about your service, pray about your sermon, and um, that is so important. We don't talk about it a lot. Uh, we kind of say, oh yeah, of course, but, but uh, we fail to do
1: it. Yeah, well, and that could lead into our, our final point here uh, about having an intentional follow-up system is that it, as you're following up with new guests, right, that your prayer team, there could be a system in place where your prayer team individually prays for someone. It's like, oh, uh, Betty White, came and um she filled out a connect card and someone on your prayer team can pray for betty that week mm-hmm. and i think that's important that's powerful uh but y- it is important that you do have an intentional follow-up system that you get all these influx of guests mm-hmm. now what do you do with them and i love what someone said uh one time it said automation trumps determination so you've got to have an automated system in place whether it be uh email sequences that have already pre-written and pre-scheduled for, and you just add the guest into that sequence. It could be uh, recorded voicemail. I know now there's technology where you can record a voicemail and it send it to some, directly to someone's phone without their phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a system you could use. Um, or you have human beings, right? A system in place where you have human beings making phone calls, following up. But whatever you do, mm-hmm. make it varied, right? So you, you're having someone call, maybe you're dropping the voicemail, one or the other. You're having emails. Maybe you're able to locate them, or maybe they gave you their social media profiles on the connection card. Whatever the case may be, you're able to reach out to them. Uh, But have something intentional. Have something in place so that you don't lose that momentum. And so that you're able to... And let let me just share what this looks like. Specifically for email. Email them Monday. Monday morning. So they just... 10 a.m. They've been at their desk for an hour or two, and they get an email from the church they visit and say, "Hey, thanks so much for being a part of our Easter Sunday. We're grateful mm-hmm. that not only you you attended, but that you filled out a connect card and um and, and we wanted to just touch base with you, see if you had any questions, right? Questions about Easter Sunday? Is there anything that you need prayer for? Just respond to this email. Someone does read it, and then on Thursday or Friday, you remind them, like, hey. W- w- we're starting our new series, and it's about the fruits of the spirit. And, and like we mentioned earlier, like if you've been struggling at night to fall asleep, you've been filled with anxiety as you've been living your life and your, mm. your schedule is hectic, we're gonna be talking about some things that are gonna really help you overcome this battle. And um, service starts at you know whatever the times that you, do. and so you sort of, again, re-engaging with them and teasing that out, but also making an official invite as well. Not only have you followed up, but you've invited them to the next service. Again, you're wanting to build a bridge between Easter and the following Sunday and subsequent weeks.
0: Yeah, and depending on the amount of information you get from somebody, you can kind of tailor, customize the message. So I used to have the team, anytime they met someone with teenagers to give me their number, and I would just call or text and be like, hey, we we love to invite your teenagers to youth or something like that to just let people know that you're there and to give them kind of more information if they're wondering about all of that. I, I think that that goes a long way for people.
1: I'll say a bonus idea that you could do is, is do something big the following Easter. Do something like spectacle. like a, The week after? A, yeah, the week after. Do, do some big PR thing. Like I, I remember, uh, this comes from an idea when I was in Bible college, the church I was attending in Bible College, the the Sunday after Easter, they did this big um, contest, and they've been marketing all the way pre Easter. Right, hey, the week after Easter, we're going to be doing this big thing, and it was like at the end of the sermon where they were going to choose one lucky person, and if you're able, they had a big you know gymnasium, and if you're able to make uh, a free throw, a layup, a free throw, and a three pointer hmm. within twenty four seconds you'd win twenty five thousand dollars or twenty four thousand. Oh, wow. I think it was twenty four to with the twenty four shot clock. And so every week that you had attended the service, they put your you get a ticket, right? Hmm. And then they'd put that ticket in their big ticket jar. And then they draw one ticket and they call it the number and if you had one of those numbers you'd be able to uh to, to enter, And I think what it was is you wrote your name down. That's right. Okay. Every time you Put come, in you write writing your name down, right? That's what it was. That's what it was. So I remember, I actually, guys, I went and practiced. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym at the school, the old wooden, like, it was, it's like something you see out of, like, you know. Yeah. Movies, right? Hoosiers. Uh, and you could just smell the wood when you walked in. And I practiced and practiced and practiced. And I only did it, like, once, right, mm-hmm. where I was able to make a layup, a free throw, and a three-pointer. Oh, wow. And that morning, the Sunday after Easter, I'd worked late. I worked at an Italian restaurant there, trying to you know work and do school at the same time. And a girl that I was dating, she called me that morning. She said, "Hey, are you come in?" I said, ah, "I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna sleep in the." I mean, I was just you know I was tired. And I, was oh, no. I, was, I was being lazy. I was oh, being lazy. I was being lazy. So I just chilled, and she called me. and She's like crying after service oh, she was no. like he called your name oh, he called no. your name and you had practiced and then you didn't come and she's like like hysterical oh my goodness i know you could have been
0: 25 g or 24 Gs. yeah man high, high rolling could have dropped it <laughs> You're probably not going to do something that big. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was a larger church, so they had some of the resources. But from what I understand, that's just an insurance policy. Uh-huh. So they didn't actually pay the twenty-four grand. they are betting they took out an insurance policy. It's probably a few hundred dollars, but it sounds really good, right? The odds of someone doing that. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, you could do something big, right? Do something big, uh, something that's going to get you PR in in the community. The week after Easter, don't do it on Easter because you're competing with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Do it the week after. No one's going to be doing something big and you'll get a lot of publicity. And that could be something too that if you're just wanting to, you know, bring in a crowd, you're able to do that as well. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We
0: hope these ideas spark something, whether you use them or maybe they just lead to something else. We hope that they're helpful to you and that you have an amazing Easter Sunday and Easter season where you celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and more people join your church and become disciples of Jesus. If you have any ideas, you can tweet us at hashtag hellochurchpod, hello church pod. Hello church pod. Or you can leave a comment in the YouTube section. Maybe you just want to leave a comment on something that we've said, or maybe you have your own ideas. I know that can be super helpful for people. So let us know those, and uh, we'd be happy to share those with everyone else.
1: Yeah. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to we Church. See you later.